What we're about to share with you, when it came across my desk, I knew it was a stop the presses moment. It would become, I think, one of the most important messages I could share with you this year. It has to do with my children, your children, and the future of the world. That next on Countdown to the Kingdom. Hello, I'm Mark Mallett from Countdown to the Kingdom and thenowword.com. Well, before we continue, I want to invite my co-host from the Palatial Studios in California there, where it's way warmer than Canada, Miss Christine Watkins. Hi, Christine. Hi, Mark. Yeah, it's minus 25 degrees Celsius here. We're just getting used to our Canadian winter. A little warmer out there in California, I assume. <laughs> oh, just a tiny bit, but I'm not going to tell you the temperature because that would be a mean start to an already serious show. You're right. I would probably not be able to focus from henceforth knowing that it's 55 degrees Fahrenheit because I checked. So anyway, um, it's no, it's true. It's uh, we we want to give you as we head into this Christmas season a message of of, of hope. But you know. Not fake hope. We don't want to sit here and say, you know, everybody, you know, it's the season of joy. Just focus and be positive. And, you know, we want to be joyful. But true joy comes from a deep and true and intimate relationship with Jesus. It's a fruit of the Holy Spirit. Anybody can fake being happy. And you can fake it with alcohol, you can fake it with drugs, or you can just fake it by having a positive attitude, in which I think we need to have. But true joy comes from being with the Lord. And I think even now, I mean, just knowing our talk before this show, Christine, we, I think both of us are at peace and we do have our joy in the Lord. But what we have to share, doggone it, it is awfully serious, isn't it? It's terrible. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we're going to focus on, I think, all three, actually, in this mm -hmm. show. And we're about to show you a clip, and it's the clip that stopped us in our tracks, that had us completely rethink the show that we spontaneously were going to do on hope. <laughs> and we will still contain hope in the show, but believe it or not, when we saw this clip and watched it together, we thought this was so much more important. We're going to show you a clip of Robert Malone, Dr. Robert Malone, the inventor of the mRNA gene therapy talk about truth regarding our children. Please watch this clip. My name is Robert Malone. I'm a physician and a scientist, but more importantly, I'm a father and a grandfather. I don't usually read from a prepared speech, but this is so important that I wanted to make sure that I got every single word and fact, scientific fact, correct. I stand by this statement with a career dedicated to vaccine research and development. I'm vaccinated for COVID, and I'm generally pro-vaccination. I've devoted my entire career to developing safe and effective ways to prevent and treat infectious diseases. After this, I'll be posting the text of this statement so that you can share it with your friends and family. Here's the thing. Before you inject your child, a decision that is irreversible, I wanted to let you know the scientific facts about this genetic vaccine, 
which is based on the RNA vaccine technology I created. There are three main issues that parents need to understand before they take this irrevocable decision. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your parents' cells. This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs. These organs include their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system, and most importantly, this vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. The most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. They cannot be reversed. You can't fix the lesions within their brains. You cannot repair heart tissue scarring. You cannot repair a genetically reset immune system. And this vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. The second thing you need to know is about the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks associated with this new technology. The harms and risk from new medicines often become revealed many years later. I ask you to ask yourself as a fellow parent if you want your child to be part of the most radical experiment in human history. One final point. The reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie. Your children represent no danger to their parents or grandparents. It's actually the opposite. Their immunity after getting COVID is critical to save your family, if not the world, from this disease. Finally, in summary, there's no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that is apparent you and your children may have to live with for the rest of your lives. The risk-benefit analysis is not even close with this vaccine for children. As a parent and grandparent, my strong recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. You know, um, I'm watching that and I'm, I'm thinking, you know, it would be like the inventor of a car saying this new particular line of cars is the most dangerous thing we have ever created and I'm begging you not to go behind the wheel of it. That's who this man is, Dr. Robert Malone. And in fact, he received both Moderna shots. So he's, he's not 
an anti-vaxxer, which is a, a despicable label we're now using for people who have conscientious objections based on scientific data or medical or ethical objections. Dr. Robert Malone was totally for this. And when he started to see the data come in now, and we've, we've shared this, Christine, on Countdown to the Kingdom on our we have our, our writing called The Tolls. This is a writing that uh, we it's all scientific data. This isn't a prophetic message or anything of the sort. It's complete science showing now the adverse events that are rolling in around the world. This is open source government data. This is what Dr. Robert Malone is referring to in part. Is We're seeing, uh, for instance, 33,000 now as of December 2021, 33,000 permanent disabilities, over 20,000 deaths. In the European Union, we're seeing now over 32,000 deaths and 3 million reported injuries. These are reported primarily by physicians and nurses. And in the year, uh, sorry, the World Health Organization's reporting system has recorded 6.5 million adverse reactions. And um, Christine, uh, there's something like 1.1 million of these are nervous order uh, disorders. And I, I, I want to note that there's been more adverse reactions reported th- in this past year in all of these adverse reporting systems than the past 50 years combined, all the other vaccines in the world combined. The, the, the data, Christine, is screaming out to us right now that something horrible has gone wrong. And for this doctor to come out, you know, and I've seen him speak before. He's much more stiff in this, but he's trying to get the information out accurate and to the point saying, don't do this. Please don't do this. And one of the reasons that we're not listening is because people are being denied access through censorship of what he and others have to say. The actual inventor of the mRNA gene therapy technology is not being allowed to speak, not being allowed on the news, not being allowed on mainstream websites, silenced. And so why? Why? And Mark and I are egregiously concerned, horrified, shocked, We feel that we are living in a repetition of the time of Herod attacking the innocents. And we have some messages that we believe are credibly from heaven. We cannot definitively say so. We submit everything to the church. But Mark is going to put some of these messages on the screen and we're going to show you that this had been prophesied that Satan was going to come against our bodies and specifically the bodies of our children. Uh, It's not new that Satan hates (laughs) the human race because we're made in God's image. And it's not new that he wanted to attack the most innocent ones, the holy innocents. 
And and maybe, Christine, maybe the first message we start with, which is the most important one, is the one that comes from Scripture itself. You know, we are entering, the time we're recording this is, is the Christmas season. And, you know, we're talking about protecting the holy innocence uh, during the Christmas season, how, you know, St. Joseph was sent to protect Mary, uh, to look over them, to look after them. Uh, you know, the angel appeared to him. This is all the stuff that comes over at the Christmas season we're here in the Mass readings and how Herod wanted to destroy the the innocence. And I, I was thinking maybe the first message we need to look at is the scriptures themselves, where in Revelation chapter 12, and I, I want to just note that both popes, John Paul II and Benedict XVI, have referred to this chapter of Revelation 12 as referring to our times, our culture. In fact, the scripture of the woman clothed in the sun versus the dragon, John Paul II said this is is, is the same as the culture of life versus the culture of death. He made that comparison, showing that these apocalyptic times that we really are living in is this battle between life and death. And in Revelation chapter 12, 1, we read about this great sign appearing, a woman clothed in the sun. And Benedict XVI said this woman represents the people of God of all times, but also the church and also our Blessed Mother Mary. So it's 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 a very uh, uh, broad symbolism. But this woman is clothed with the sun and she's laboring, it says, laboring to give birth and then another sign appears, and it's the red dragon. And here's the verse that I want to point out. It says, The dragon stood before the woman about to give birth, to devour her child when she gave birth. And so, the the, the popes have picked up on this, how Satan is interested in attacking the innocents, Christine. And we know this right now as we see abortion one of the greatest crimes in, in humanity, if we want to talk about what's happening already. I mean, I know this is what we're giving, we feel, is the most important message of the year. But, I mean, we've been crying at, in other messages also about what is taking place in the womb right now as we speak. Uh, millions of abortions around the world. And this this attack on life that we're seeing is now being expanded, Christine, uh, to now what Dr. Robert Malone is saying, do not inject this into your children. It's a gene therapy. It's not a vaccine. The FDA, the Food and Drug Administration says this is a gene therapy. These are gene transfer technologies and they're classified by the FDA gene transfer technologies. And with that, they actually have their own sets of special regulatory standards, including much longer term follow-up. It is. Uh, affects your cells, causing them to create this spike protein, which we've now learned, says Dr. Malone, is toxic. He didn't know this himself. You see, he created this for for cancer. So people might be wondering, well, why, why did he create this? He created this technology for cancer, but then Moderna and Pfizer have used it for uh, for vaccination, what they call vaccination, but it's actually a gene therapy. And I'm here today to tell you that we're actually hacking the software of life. And so this now goes into the system, and Dr. Peter McCullough, citing a new study come out, says that this protein stays in the body for at least uh, 15 months, and if you start getting into booster shots, Dr. Peter McCullough warns, you may never get this out of your body. And what I'm saying is, wait a minute, with the vaccine, we probably have more spike protein loading than with the respiratory infection. And can you imagine with each shot, Dell, we've got 15 months for the body to clear out this spike protein, which we know is pathogenic. It incites inflammation. It damages uh, delicate cells. 
it, it actually causes blood vessel injury and blood clotting. Can you imagine we're setting with each sh shot a 15 month sojourn to try to recover from this? And once we st start to stack boosters on, it'll be impossible to avoid the accumulation of spike protein in the bodies of these growing children, as well as adults. And I can tell you as a doctor, everything I know, it, it is going to be uh, a sure uh, eventuality that chronic disease will come out of spike protein accumulation in the human body. What's comforting and yet troubling is that heaven tried to warn us about this. Mm -hmm. Heaven knew this was coming and heaven started telling certain alleged prophets to watch out and be careful. And honestly, we want to approach this from an earthly viewpoint, such as Dr. Malone and the scientists that Mark mentioned, but also to say, these earthly people, people on earth are telling us about this, but so are messengers from heaven. So this message from Jennifer on November 15th, 2021, Jesus says, the days of great mourning are coming. Mothers will yearn for their children and fathers will weep because they will see how they have blindly trusted the author of deception. Why are people going to be mourning for their children? We have to ask ourselves why this message says that. According to Dr. Michael Yidden, the former vice president of, of Pfizer, he said publicly that for every one child that would die from COVID, a hundred would die from the vaccine. It's truly scary that they're injecting this experimental vaccine, untested, into the, potentially into the arms of children. It's absolutely unethical to give children a vaccine that is so harmful and so dangerous against a disease that poses no risk to them is completely unethical. The FDA has official warnings on Pfizer and Moderna, do not use in children because of the risk of myocarditis. This, is, this can't be any more clear to mothers. Recommended for children five through 11 years of age under an emergency use authorization. So we have a total of 14 yeses, zero noes, and so the motion passes. This could even lead to autoimmune diseases. So this is an absolute no-go. We cannot vaccinate our children with these vaccines. Over a million five to 11-year-old children were injected after just two weeks in the United States. And so we're, we're in the 100,000 uh, children who've reported adverse events in that age group after two weeks. So what could be the rationale for exposing children where there's no medical necessity to something that is so lethal? This year, thousands of kids like us around the world joined the COVID-19 vaccine trial. Kid power. And when they did, they became all superheroes. Ah, I need to take this out. There are others across the country like her, but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. My best friend's daughter got the Pfizer shot. Right after the first shot, she passed out, went unconscious for 15 minutes and had a heart attack. Two months later, she's having heart problems. She's 12. He took the vaccine and immediately had a heart attack and died. There was no reason for this. Just a great kid who is now gone because he was required to take a vaccine for a virus that would not affect him. Single parent. I raised my boy. 
since he was a baby. He meant the world to me. After in March, April, they're announcing how it was safe for teenagers. My government lied to me. They said it was safe. Now I go home to an empty house. And so we are speaking in part because it's a it's a conscience <laughs> itching that is forcing us to do so. No one wants anyone's any own children to be hurt, much less the children of the world. The yeah. children of the world are our future. And could it be, I'm just putting this out there, everyone, could it be that Satan wants to kill them and Satan is using people of greed, people who want control, people who don't care about your children and using voices of good people in the media, good people who care, good doctors, people with a conscience, but warping it to make them fiercely, fiercely, forcefully want you to put this injection in your children to supposedly save them and protect them. And the only way you'll know that is if you do an extended study, not in a normal volunteer who has no risk of infection, but in people who are out there in a risk situation. This would not be the first time, if it happened, that a vaccine that looked good in initial safety actually made people worse. Noble, a good deed, but entirely evil. It is very important for children to get vaccinated. And it sounds good. I'm Mayor John Tory, and I'm inviting Toronto families to come down to Scotiabank Arena right here for Toronto Kids Vaccine Day. We're holding a special and fun clinic just for kids ages 5 to 11 to receive their COVID-19 vaccine. It's so easy to be fooled because you have good people saying things that make sense and they care. But guess what? They're being fed a lie. And that's the problem. And that's what's being censored. And that's what's going to hurt our children so very unnecessarily. Well, I mean, that's powerfully said. And you made me think of the words of John Paul II, who, you know, a lot of people will accuse you and I of being conspiracy theorists, which I think is a, is a way to dismiss intellectual conversation. Though that label conspiracy theory is a way to get out of critical thinking, and it's, it's an excuse. Um, sure, there are legitimate conspiracies out there. But when we start quoting the very inventor of these technologies and quoting top experts and open source government data, there's no more conspiracy. It's it's no more theory, rather. And and John Paul II did speak of a conspiracy. He spoke of the conspiracy against life. We're talking about people who think they're doing good, and this is what you're saying. There are many people well-intentioned who think this is all great. And John Paul II warned, he said, a unique responsibility belongs to healthcare professional personnel, doctors, pharmacists, nurses, chaplains, men and women religious, administrators and volunteers. Their profession calls for them to be guardians and servants of human life. 
In today's cultural and social context, in which science and the practice of medicine risk losing sight of their inherent ethical dimension, healthcare professionals can be strongly tempted at times to become manipulators of life or even agents of death. I mean, that's a strong warning John Paul II is giving, and we you know, we've heard testimonies from doctors who are just turning their eyes to what's going on. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the data. Don't give me the data because I'm listening to CNN and CNN will never lie to me, right? We're horrified by what's going on. And I'm, I'm going to turn to it now and I have to zoom up to the 17 second mark, but this is what you're going to hear is going on. In one year, we've tracked the rollout, the phases, the wait list, and now the boosters. A lot has happened, but there's still one group that is not eligible. Children, six months to four years. There are trials underway and one local doctor says those trials are promising. In early 2022, expect news that almost the entire population is eligible for a COVID-19 vaccine. Right now at Texas Children's Hospital, they're studying data from trials of all ages down to six months. While they admit... Okay, so six months old. Now, people, you have to understand, uh, a, a study was just done by the renowned Professor John Ioannidis on fatality rates of COVID-19, and he found for those between the age of basically birth and 19, the risk of dying of COVID-19 is 0.0027%. That's a 99.9973% survival rate. And the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons also published a paper, and there they stated that there are roughly seven times more children that die from the flu than COVID-19. This is outrageous. Since when do we start giving medication and treatments to people who don't need it? Do you take an aspirin when you don't have a headache? And that's a perfect analogy. You don't give it to people who are, they have a strong immunity babies. They have powerful immunity. This is what immunologists are telling us. And this experiment, because it is an experiment. We, as, as Dr. Robert Malone said, we don't know the long-term effects. And these are still in clinical trials, these, these gene therapies. This is an experiment on humanity. It is a violation of the Nuremberg Code and practically every medical ethic you can think of, including the one principle that doctors sign on to, which is to do no harm to your patients. I'd like to read from you a message that a mystic and priest and abbot, Father Michel Rodrigue, and he said that God the Father gave him this message a year ago now, since this video. It was on December 31st, 2020. We don't purport to stand behind any of the messages on Countdown and Go Above the Church, but we do want to express it because it seems to be dead on. And within the prophetic consensus, along with other messages that have allegedly come from heaven through other seers, they're not in contact with one another. They don't discuss these things and say, let's put this out to the world. (laughs) But look at how striking this message is. I'm going to read past the first paragraph. The first paragraph is the Father talking about how we were basically created in His image and how Satan hates that. Satan, through his puppets who rule the world, wants to inoculate you with his venom. He will push his hatred 
against you to the point of compulsory imposition that will take no account of your freedom. And Mark will show some other turns of events in this world that show that is indeed happening. Granted, that wasn't happening a year ago. So is this from God the Father, this message, or is it not for your discernment? Once again, many of my children who cannot defend themselves will be the martyrs of silence. Christine, and that those words just, I'm just, I'm reading them for the first time again in this. I've read this before, but the martyrs of silence, it's the martyrs of the silence of those who are being silenced, like Dr. Robert Malone and those who are being deplatformed. Oh. Yes. It's also the martyrs of silence, Christine, of the silence of our church. And mm. I say this with love to the bishops. I've written an open letter to the bishops but what is happening right now is horrifying. And and the silence, this is objectively an experimental injection. And by that alone, our bishops ought to be saying, just hold on before we start putting this in babies. And the silence is atrocious. I'm sorry. The silence is atrocious from the hierarchy of the church. And it has to stop. We get it. We get that COVID is a killer too. We get that people, we know people who've died of COVID as well. We, um, we understand that. And there, there are so many messages of protecting yourself against COVID and how to do that in the various ways. This is not saying there's no, no pandemic out there at all. This is not saying that we are just filling in a niche of information that is important and being suppressed. So I just want to say that, that both are deadly. But let's qualify that because people are being terrified and unjustly so. People who are vulnerable, people who are older and who have comorbidities are at a high risk. But you know what? The early treatments that are coming in that are being banned, Christine, from being talked about are saving those high-risk people. And so we know now statistically 99.7 or 8% somewhere in there of people survive this. And those who are at the high risk are being saved by early treatments that are being banned. Maybe you don't believe Mark because he is, well, who he is. <laughs> Maybe you don't believe Father Michelle because you've written him off. Maybe you don't believe Jennifer. Maybe you don't believe uh, Dr. Robert Malone or Dr. Peter McCullough. Or, but even if you don't believe any of us, why would this be censored? Just find one glitch. Just, just, just allow yourself to be a little perturbed. Allow yourself to be uncomfortable. Allow yourself to question. It's okay. And if you feel like, I can't listen to this, this is so horrible because I've made a mistake. I already injected my child, I already did this. This is where God still has a message of truth and hope. He is the way, the truth, and the life, as we started off saying. So the way is, at the bottom of this message, God the Father saying to us, small flock, fear not. No matter what you've done, no matter what you've thought up to this point, small flock, fear not not. I will assist you. 
I will assist you. So any of us are going to be helped. He's not going to say, oh, you did that. I'm abandoning you. No, God can heal anything. We have to have great faith right now, great trust, great hope. This life is not the be all end all. Eternity is nothing's been taken away from you that really matters. In due time will come the glory of my son, Jesus in view of the triumph of the Immaculate Heart of my daughter and of your Blessed Mother Mary. Yeah. So there's great, great hope in our future, no matter what. Christine, we've got just a few minutes left, but I think we want people to focus their eyes on our Lord Jesus Christ right now. These, this is a sobering message. And honestly, Christine, we're at the beginning of the labor pains, and and people are still in denial. They're still in denial that these are, are, that we're living in the end times, despite the fact that the popes have been saying this, despite the fact that Our Lady has been peering in apparitions saying this. And the end times does not mean the end of the world, not yet, but it's the end of an era. And we know that what we're going to go through is the purification of the world. The great days of mourning are coming. And you know what? Call me a prophet of doom and gloom. I don't care about your name calling because Ultimately, this purification is leading to victory and to hope. You want to know what the real doom and gloom is? That we keep doing what we're doing. We keep aborting babies. We keep in, we start experimenting on six-month-old babies. Christine, the doom and gloom is that this would continue. The drops of blood of the unborn are like seeds, and the harvest now is ripe, and it is here. And I've been, for 16 years, I've dedicated, set my music career aside and have been writing and preaching about this, trying to get people to wake up, to prepare for this time. We haven't listened to the Lord. We haven't repented. We haven't turned to Him. We're more addicted to pornography and drugs and alcohol and materialism than ever before. All of this has skyrocketed during the pandemic. The, this, this pandemic didn't put us on our knees before God. It put us on our knees before our idols, and we've bowed to them. And so God has to come and smash these idols and say, I am the Lord, your God alone. Turn to me. And I think your book, The Warning, says it all. God's going to give a last grace to this generation. He promised it to St. Faustina. This hour of mercy, I will open wide the door of mercy and whoever passes through this door, he said, he'll open a fountain of mercy on them. But he who refuses must pass through the door of my justice. And I believe we're on the threshold of that, Christine. That's why he says the days of mourning are here. And to be safe, to go into the refuge of our Blessed Mother, who places us directly in the heart of our Lord Jesus, is where we will find peace amidst it all, mm -hmm. is where we will find true refuge, true safety for our souls. And so, remember, no matter what temptations are bothering you, no matter what news that's real news <laughs> is disturbing you, ignore the fake news, please. But if there's something you've discovered is true and you're horrified by it, remember God knew about this all along. God was warning us, and God has a way. God has a way through and a way out, and He loves you. He loves you. If you were to run to confession, if you're able, He'll have mercy on every single sin you truly repent for and mention. 
in detail. Don't don't just say I said something wrong. Amen. Say what it was. <laughs> don't bother priest, the priest too much. But run to confession. Run. Run with joy. With joy, the Father is there with open arms saying, Yay, you're one of my sheep that came into my arms because of all the troubles. If all these troubles lead you to repent and to realize how much you're loved, how much you're forgiven, how heaven and paradise and the beatific vision is your destiny, so be it. That's his intention with all this. The ruler of the world has one intention with all this, to hurt you, to hurt me, to grab our souls. It doesn't matter if you've had an abortion. It doesn't matter if you brought your child to have an abortion. It doesn't matter if you brought your child to have the latest booster shot. What matters is what you do right now. Allow his mercy to enfold you. Confess anything that's coming up that you need to confess. And know that when you do that, when you allow yourself to be loved and you continue in love and trust, you're in the refuge of Our Lady and Our Lord's hearts. I'm going to use the words of Jesus allegedly through Jennifer to close then because he says it better than I. My children, I already won great victory for you through my passion, death, and resurrection. You have nothing to fear if you atone for your sins and come to my great fountain of mercy. This time of division cannot continue. The days of great mourning will come, but it is also followed by great victory. Turn to your mother, my children, and follow her example, because when you take refuge in her, you take refuge in me. For I am Jesus, and it is my mercy and justice that will prevail. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks for watching. Merry Christmas to all of you who are watching this before Christmas, and to you, my dear sister. God bless you. And to you, Mark.